playing Veruca Salt because I was talking about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory earlier. Is this just a coincidence? It is a coincidence, but uh, yeah, that's, see, that's see, a Kevin, great reference. Kevin, 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 don't ever admit it's a coincidence. <laughs> Always take credit. John the Weir and for Spike O'Neill, Cairo Knights. How you guys doing? One more hour. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. And Kevin totally picked that on purpose because he's a genius. You know um, it. Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. Um, I, I want to talk about this story, but it makes me very uncomfortable to talk about it, which means it's probably a good idea to talk about it. I kind of have a rule. If it's something I kind of am hesitant to talk about, then it's probably something that needs to be talked about. Been hearing in the news a lot about a guy named Brian Koberger. Um, he is a murder suspect in a quadruple homicide that took place in Idaho. Um, and he has been in court. He's got his hearings. And it's one of these things where you look at him and he's not hideous. So, of course, he's got a bunch of women who were drooling after him. And... That might sound a little misogynistic on my part because I'm like, oh, women drooling after him. I know good and well that if it was a really hot woman, there'd be a bunch of guys, to use the term uh, the kids use, simping after her as well. (laughs) We all remember Casey Anthony, right? How many dudes were like, I mean, she's crazy and she murdered a child, allegedly. But uh, (laughs) I don't know, man. You know, crazy can do some fun things. Well, there's a woman who has been posting a lot online about her love for Brian Kober, the woman who goes by the name Brittany Hislop. Or Hislop. I'm not sure how to say it. I'm not going to bother to get it right. Uh, claims that she has a six-year-old son and has written about her feelings for Koberger nearly every day, sometimes multiple times a day since early January. She says, quote, I know that the last I had heard weeks ago is that Brian is being kept isolated from other inmates, and so I know what we do both likely sleep alone, as I mentioned in a past post. Although I mentioned something about getting certain confirmations from him about his feelings and him being my divine masculine... I don't mean that I reach out to him to receive anything back at all from him. Since I do that from a place of caring about him, sharing my feelings and knowing what a serious situation he's in. By the way, crazy has its own language and she is fluent in it. She uses the phrase divine masculine counterpart in several posts and said she knows they're meant to be together because of their astrological signs. So if all the other stuff didn't clue you in. (laughs) You know the one thing she doesn't use in her writing? What indentations in her paragraphs? No, she doesn't. Uh, or there's no like grammar. It's it's really tough to follow what she's saying. Oh, I'm sure in her mind it makes perfect sense. That's the problem. Is it really does? Uh, she says there are some men that if they experience higher intimacy levels and sexual fulfillment would never go and want to find someone else to be with in those ways. And with that said. I'm fixated on a particular person, such as my love interest, who I feel is more than that to me. I don't want other men. She said about this guy that she's never met, who allegedly murdered four college girls. Now, 
Here's what is so interesting about this to me, because I, I don't think this is a, a female. A lot of people will be like, oh, this is like when Ted Bundy was getting love letters. And I think he even got married in jail. And Charles Manson was able to get all sorts of women followers and things like that. It's, again, not just a female thing. Men do this, too. If Cinemax taught me anything as a teenager growing <laughs> up, guys are definitely attracted to women in prison. And I kind of want to explore that. Not not the Cinemax part, but I'm just saying I, I want to explore the idea of why people would be attracted to somebody so obviously heinous. He stalked and murdered people, allegedly. And this woman believes that he did. I think she would actually be disappointed if she found out that he was innocent. Yeah, you know, I love you, but it's just not the same since you were found innocent. I'm sorry, honey. Right. The, the You know, the tension isn't there. It's I, 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 I hate to say this. I, I'm addicted to... The drama, and I think it's also it's the 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 George Costanza thing from Seinfeld. I always know where she's at, and those conjugal visits are out of this world. <laughs> so he's locked down. He, she knows she doesn't have any competition. Hey, there is no danger of the pop in. Right, exactly. I hate the pop in. No danger of the pop in in prison. So, do you think it's? Matt, I'm going to ask you this, and the audience in general. Is this, from her perspective, nurturing? Like, she's like, oh, he just needs help. Because some people like a project. I think you should maybe try a puzzle first. But she looks at this guy as a project. Like, oh, he needs to be saved. He just needs to find the right woman. And then he would maybe stop killing people, allegedly. So... Do you think it's nurturing or do you think it's just a sick kind of fetidization of evil? Maybe it is somewhat the nurturing thing, although I would say if it's a reconstruction project, maybe somebody should try to, you know, spruce up a tent before trying to rebuild a castle on the, the wow. spectrum. Good analogy. There. But All right. look at that. I think it is it's 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 sort of a twisted version of compassion where instead of having the deeper compassion for the victims you have a sort of sadness about this person like what drove them to that and I want to believe that I can you know with the purity of my love I can redeem someone I think that's the appeal for a lot of people I I I think it's that too and I'm I'm going to I'm going to hold on to that feeling because the other more cynical take on it is she just is attracted to the danger or maybe it's you know magnets finding the right polarity and she's like he's crazy i'm crazy let's be crazy together because if you accept the idea that there's a lot of unity there then that's going to cause you to even feel further more concerned for humanity because you're like if they're bonding on murder or molestation or any number of horrible things there are yeah. more of them that walk among us. Right. And I, I hate to also make fun of her because she's obviously not well mentally. She obviously needs help. And not because just because she's reaching out to this murderer, allegedly, uh, 
it's also because just the way she writes. Like I said, crazy has its own language, and she's fluent in it. I, years ago, was stalked by a guy who makes me uncomfortable every time I think about it being on air. I I was stalked by a guy who genuinely thought that when I was speaking on air, I was talking directly to him. That I was saying things to him and he was interpreting them in it, they were going into the you know the washing machine of his brain and then coming out a different color. And he loved me at first. And started to send me letters and send me messages on Facebook and all sorts of other stuff. And, you know, if you're in radio or you're in any kind of public forum where people can reach out to you, you you get some of that. And you're just kind of like, okay, well, if so long as he's being nice. And then one day, apparently, I said something on air that he found incredibly personally offensive. And he decided to come up to the radio station and wanted to confront me violently about it fortunately he was chased off and uh i called the cops and they investigated and everything but there wasn't really much they could do except for they were like we could arrest him for trespassing because he was on station property but that's about it it was a very scary situation and what i keep going back to was how the way he phrased things and his lack of punctuation and grammar and just the fluidity with which the words seem to manically burst from his fingertips is something I see over and over again with these types of people. And I'm assuming, you know, linguists and people who are better at looking at this uh, than me can identify exactly what that is. But when I see it, I know it. And she's got it. The even weirder thing is that it's up publicly viewable. It's yeah, it's, it's so bizarre to me that people that it allows it's just there for people to react to and post comments to. Privacy right. is not one it, of her things, apparently. No, she, why would she want it to be private? Well, this is the same the guy who was stalking me years ago was posting all that on Facebook, which I felt upset about because very few people were responding to it. <laughs> Like, he's threatening me on Facebook and nobody's standing up for me. Come on. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, so, I, I don't know. I, You know, we, you and I, Matt, we're talking about this website. It's uh, meetaninmate.com where you can go on there and you can find somebody based on your preference, based on their age, based on how much time that they're spending in the clink and how much time they have left and how much time they've already spent there. And you can find, they, they label it as a pen pal, but it's weird that you can search based on their pictures. You can see, not their mug shots, but like their, like, before prison shots usually. And you can talk to them. You can become a pen pal with them. And I guess the idea is you maybe can meet up with them. And it's a actually a pretty popular website and does... I mean, it looks like it hasn't been updated since 2004. It looks like a GeoCities page. <laughs> but it has ads on it and stuff. It must do okay. 
So do you? And think, I just wonder what kind of person is doing this. Well, I was going to say, do you think what? How would you guess the percentage breakdown between people who genuinely, for whatever reason, find this an interesting thing to do, and they just want to write and exchange, you know, normal conversation or as normal as it could be, versus somebody who really wants to get something started, Costanza style, with these inmates. I mean, I think it's got to be 90 Costanza, 10% the other. Why, why would you just want to talk to – why is it – if you wanted to just talk to them, it would be necessary to have their picture. If you were a psychology right? major or something, you might find actually conversing with these people very interesting, though. So the, yeah, I could if you're see a psychology major, though, you do can, it. But if you're why, a psychology major, you can like, – Why does You can matter? volunteer at the prison. Yeah. Like you can you can go do your work study at the prison. Like you don't need to resort to this meet an inmate website to to talk to them. Like it, it, there's there's many avenues for you. I I don't know. Um it's a disturbing thing and I I I don't I I don't understand it's not even just with people who are prisoners or potential murderers. It's also just in life. You see so many people who are like, yeah, you should have broken up with him a long time. Like, you don't, you can't say that to him when, when she's crying and she's chased her out of the house with a knife. But it's like, you, we've all known people where we're like, why didn't you leave him a long time ago? Why were you still with him? I don't want to blame you, but I have questions. You know you what I mean? notice the crimes that these inmates committed are not gleefully listed on their profile. Like, that's something yeah, you, you have, have to, to do a little extra, extra digging at the state level to find out what they actually did. So you see somebody like, they're very attractive and well-spoken, but they're also a mass murderer. Right. Uh, they Yeah, they, they drowned 15 people in Idaho or uh, Denver or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. I, I don't know why somebody... I, I think people would... Again, it's not the Costanza lockdown thing. I think people are just attracted to the danger. I think they enjoy the idea of being with somebody who's scary. Or perhaps they view it as the safe way to do that because if they're locked away, in theory, no real harm will come to me by engaging in a relationship with this person. All right. Changing topics real quick. Within 10 years, this is another scary topic, within 10 years, according to science... Robots will be doing 39% of domestic chores. Robots and AI, according to the study, might take all of our jobs within 10 years. But on the plus side, we won't have to spend our days at home doing housework because robots and AI will have converted that too. Experts predict that 39% of the time uh, spent on housework and caring for loved ones could be automated by 2033. So that's things like getting groceries, shopping, using services, household cleaning, dishwashing, cooking, ironing, folding, and laundry. So you really don't have anything to do anymore. We talked about this last time I was on the show. We're at a very strange inflection point right now. And I, I compared it to a coin flip where one side is utopia and the other side is dystopia. And Matt quicker was like, it's dystopia every time. It's, <laughs> it's going to be dystopia every dystopia time. Dystopia is always the answer. I don't, I don't know. I feel like if it was always the answer, we'd experience more of it. And, and I, don't, I don't know. But when you read stories like this, part of you feels a little bit scared. But part of us, most of us should be elated. 
Yeah, Nobody I'm thinking like to do the household Jetsons chores. here. This is actually a, a good thing for my and for my take, and I rarely say anything's good. Ex- except for then it gets rid of you won't need a maid service, so those people will lose their jobs. Um, I don't know. There's some men I know who the only reason that they stayed married is because their entire life would fall apart if they didn't have a woman cleaning up after them. Matt, they're definitely taking your job, too. Yeah. <laughs> they're taking all of our jobs. By the way, I've been a robot this entire time. This entire time. I don't know how they programmed a robot to sound this stupid, but they did a great job. Uh, talking about jobs that could be replaced by robots, including food delivery. An Uber Eats driver is in a little bit of trouble. Caused a little bit of controversy by saying you should never order food from this restaurant. Which restaurant is it? And why does he say don't order there? I'll tell you about it. Coming up at Cairo Nights, Jonathan Weir in for Spike O'Neill. You ever heard the story of Mr. Faded Glory? Say he who rides a pony must Tower Knights, Jonathan Weir, and for Spike O'Neill playing some Sunny Day real estate. Going to see them uh, coming up in a couple weeks. Oh, I'm so jealous. Is it the original lineup with Jeremy yep. Enoch and uh, the yep. dudes that are in Foo Fighters now? Yep. I hate you. Are they there? I guess obviously they're playing locally. Yep. <laughs> You're not flying to Philadelphia to see them. Nope. They're playing two uh, shows here in Seattle. Uh, so good. So good. I mean, they only they had like the two and a half good albums, but uh, definitely worth seeing them. Hopefully they don't pull that, hey, uh, you guys want to hear some new stuff? Nobody does. Nope. Nobody. Nobody, Jeremy. Please, please keep it to yourself. <laughs> ah, so good. Um, again, Jonathan Weir in for Spike O'Neill. Thanks so much for putting up with me tonight. Really appreciate it. How many of you have used Uber Eats? Not only have I used it, but I also, out of sheer boredom, a few months ago, used to deliver for Uber Eats. And uh, it's a weird feeling of liberation and entrapment because when you work for them, you get to choose what deliveries you want to take. But then as soon as you take the delivery, someone is watching every move you make. And it is usually sting. Uh, there is a driver for Uber Eats that made a video on TikTok that's gone a little bit uh, viral who says there is one restaurant that you should never, ever order from. He says, just a little PSA. For those of you who order Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats, whatever food platform that you like to deliver from, please stop ordering, he says, from Popeye's. I don't care how much you tip. I'm not picking that stuff up. His name is Joe. Uh, He then delineates why he dislikes picking up orders from the chain so much. He says they're always out of food. They're always out of something. They always ignore you. The service is terrible. I don't care if you're tipping me $20 and I'm only going around the block. I'm not even bothering. So please, I'm telling you, I'm asking you, I'm begging you, please stop ordering from them because most of us ain't picking that stuff up. 
Um, personally, I, I can't vouch for why he's mad about Popeyes. Uh, I have gone to Popeyes many times over the course of my life, probably too many times over the course of my life, and have never had too bad of an experience. I will say that I decided to drive for Uber Eats a few months ago. Again, out of sheer boredom. I am a collector of uh, stories, more or less. Uh, I like to do this for a living, and if uh, not enough is going on in my life, I might need to do something crazy like drive for Uber Eats to gen up some excitement. So I'll tell you about the worst experience I ever had as an Uber Eats driver in a second. But first, I'm going to tell you about the second worst. The second worst delivery I ever had as an Uber Eats driver was I went to a place uh, it was so so you you get a notification saying, hey, this person is going to, you know, pay fifteen dollars for this order. Here's where you go pick it up and then you go take it to them. It should take you maybe 30 minutes round trip. So I went to this place, it turned out to be a grocery store, not a restaurant. I got this person's stuff, which I was not expecting to do. I didn't know it'd be all a bunch of groceries. I thought it was a restaurant, but whatever. So I got all their stuff. It was like $300 worth of stuff. And I drive to their house. And when I get there, I realize that they live in an apartment, which is fine, except for they live in apartment 21, which is also fine. But when I get to the door, I realize that apartment 21 is on the fifth floor. And again, I have $300 worth of groceries. <laughs> well, in, in modern prices, though, wouldn't that be just one bag? Well, here here in Boston, that would be uh, one bag. In Seattle, there might be a bag and a half. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but she went to the cheap <laughs> grocery store <laughs> and uh, had had a lot of food. And, and one of them was a giant bag of dog food. So it took me five trips. And by the way, this place did not have an elevator. It was a walk-up. I'd go up once with as many bags as I can carry. I'm straining. I have my Apple Watch on. And it's like, dude, are you Okay. Like literally, it was like I, my watch was like about to call nine one one. I go up one trip, I go up the second trip, I go up the third trip. On the third trip, the woman is there. She opens the door, and she says to me, and I quote, "What took so long?" Oh boy! And I went. Um, I'm literally five minutes earlier than the app said I would be, and she goes, "Well, you're not getting a tip." Oh my gosh. So the way the app works is you can you you tell people here's you're going to get a fifteen dollar tip, but you have an hour until after they deliver to cancel it, right? Right. And that's what she was doing. It it was tip baiting, where she made me think that I could take all of her groceries there, and I would get a big tip, but obviously I was not. And here's the thing. Again, I said I was doing this for the stories. I wasn't doing it for the money. And I went, oh, that's great. You have like three more. Trips downstairs of crap to get, and I ain't bringing it up here. <laughs> and she was, you're going to get fired. I was like, I can't get fired from an app, lady. <laughs> That's not how this works anymore. Like, yeah, when I worked for Pizza Hut when I was in my 20s, definitely would have gotten fired for that. I was fired once from uh, a local uh, pizza chain in St. Louis because I... Got a little lippy with a customer when uh, they grabbed money out of my hand. 
They initially gave me a $5 tip and then ripped it out of my hand as I was walking away from them. The worst delivery I ever had for Uber Eats was this. It's a delivery to a house from a, a just a restaurant, a regular old restaurant. No, nothing, no reason to involve them. It has nothing to do with them. And I'm a, a little angry when I pull up to the house because it's kind of crappy and broken down. And uh, I'm a nutcase. And it made me mad because I was like, I'm working for this guy. <laughs> Doesn't he have, even have good sighting. His, his screen door is hanging on by a thread. The the instructions on the Uber Eats app tell me I need to ring the doorbell and wait at the door. And I'm like, great, that's awesome. So I go up to the door with the food and I ring the doorbell because a lot of times you can just you, you just leave the food there and walk away. But these people wanted you to stand there until they answered the door. And I'm like, that's that's fine. I'll just stand here. Well, as I'm standing there. I can hear them inside. And they are in, the best way to describe this, the physical act of love. And they are taking some frustrations out on each other, I guess is the nicest way to say it. Alrighty then. I can tell they're having a good time. And I'm just standing there with this food while these sickos... Who I, I'm like, these people, they order the food, and then they're, like, doing some weird thing, exhibitionist thing. This is disgusting. It might have been part of the setup. That might have been the point. I ring. Well, so I know we have to go to break, so I'll have to finish the story on the other side. But I ring again and nothing. So I say, screw it. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave the food here. And I start walking to the car. And as I'm walking to the car, the dude comes to the door. And he yells something at me that made me realize I am the biggest idiot on the planet Earth. <laughs> Tell you what that is. Coming up. Kyra Knights, Jonathan, we're in for Spike O'Neill. One more segment to go. Woohoo! Happy Friday. We're in for Spike O'Neill. One more segment. Uh, just to wrap up the story I was telling earlier, I decided out of sheer boredom uh, a few months ago to deliver for Uber Eats uh, just so I could tell you guys this story. Uh, I had a delivery to a house standing there. It said on the app, hey, you know, you can't just leave the food there. You have to ring the doorbell and wait for us to come to the door. And as I'm standing there, waiting for them to come to the door. They were inside of the house very aggressively and very loudly experiencing physical love with each other. And um, so I'm standing there, and at a certain point I go, the, the hell with this. I'm just going to leave. This is weird. These people are sick. They just ordered the food so that they could put on some kind of weird show for me. It's disgusting. So I leave the food there, and I start walking in my car. And... As I'm walking to my car, behind me, I hear the door rip open, and I hear the guy scream, Who the hell are you? 
and I turned around like the police yelling freeze. I went, Uber Eats, Uber Eats, like that. Like, Uber Eats, freeze, get on the ground. And he looks at me and furrows his brow and goes, I didn't order Uber Eats. That's when I realized I was at the wrong house. (laughs) I was supposed to be at the house across the street. So (laughs) I had to walk back up to this guy's house and grab the food and then walk across the street while he just drilled holes in the back of my head. Um not the first time he'd never mind uh as he just glared at me the entire time but the irony is is that he's angry about this when he was the one doing the deed he should be embarrassed not angry no he should be happy he should be proud of himself that guy was putting in the effort no the worst part about this matt is that um it was it, it was a ring doorbell do you understand so yeah. that means there's a video of me <laughs> st- that he's going to go watch. <laughs> there's a video of me standing outside of his house while he and his wife or girlfriend or I, I don't know, the friend with benefit are tagging each other inside of the house. And I'm looking bored and angry. <laughs> And I just, I don't know how to to reconcile that uh, other than to say, if somehow you hear this guy who lives on Wabash Avenue in Waltham, Massachusetts, I'm really sorry. And you sound very physically fit. I'll just say that. (laughs) I'll just say that. Uh, uh, It has been a a great time hanging out here. I'm going to be back next Thursday and Friday. Uh, for more fun, dumb stuff, and uh, really looking forward to that. Uh, what's going on this weekend for you, Matt? You know anything? Not a lot. Um, mainly, I'm just recuperating from my job on the weekends and hanging out, uh, ordering way too much Uber Eats. So there's that. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about doing? I was thinking about getting some Viagra, <laughs> taking the wife upstairs, ordering some Uber Eats. And having the guy stand there get bored. <laughs> you know? Why that, not? Uh, that's, that's, that's how I enjoy myself. That's uh, how... Uh, I, I mean, it's funny because I was a pizza driver for years. And I never had the quintessential like, oh, come on in. Uh, oh, I don't have the money to pay. I never had that experience. Now, see, if you were one today, that would be more common because of social media and porn that's sites. That's true. That's true. Not that I've ever been into one. one, unsuspectingly. Not that you know by experience or anything, man. Exactly. Not that I know from having filmed one in my basement uh, years ago. Anyway, well, that's a story for another day. Thanks so much for listening. Kyra Knights, Jonathan Weir, in for Spike with Neil. I'll be back Thursday and Friday. Love you guys. Bye.